Lecture topic. Love for Sunnah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-nadheen astafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحببكم الله ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم والله غفور رحيم صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters this is the month of Rabi'ul Awal So generally, people become more acquainted or more interested in topics related to the seerah of Rasulullah wasallam. <coughs> While on the one hand, discussing the Mubarak seerah of Rasulullah wasallam, his Mubarak life, the details that go along with it. <coughs> This is a very great thing. It's an ibadat and a source of great blessings brings down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. But the other part of it is that this is not something for a specific period of time in the year. That only when certain months will come, certain days will come, certain occasions come, then a person now is interested in listening to something about the Mubarak Seerat of Rasulullah Wasallam. Only in those particular times and occasions there is some uh, concern that I need to learn something. We are the Ummatis of Rasulullah Wasallam throughout our lives. Every day we are his Ummatis. And any day of our life we cannot succeed if we try to follow anyone else. That day of our life is wasted. That day of our life was a disaster when we decided to abandon on that particular day also the Mubarak teachings of Rasulullah and chose something else in place of it. That is a disaster in at a proportion that cannot be described. How great a disaster that would be is something the reality of which will only be known in the Akhirat. Allah Ta'ala save us from ever having to witness such a thing that we face such a disaster. Because Allah Ta'ala has declared in the Quran Sharif to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is being commanded that you say, you declare to the Ummat that if you claim to love Allah Ta'ala, if you love Allah Ta'ala, then there's only one way of proving that claim. There's only one way of living that claim. And the way of living that claim is to follow me. Follow, meaning Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ If you follow in my footsteps, then Allah will love you and Allah will forgive you. So the Mubarak Sirat of Rasulullah is not something confined for any particular time. It's for every day. In fact, it's for every 
moment of our life. That we should be trying to learn what is required of us in all the different aspects of life. We sometimes do learn some sunnats pertaining to some specific aspects. And then we feel very content that well we have learned a few things and probably practicing those few things also so it's done. Maybe somebody, mashallah, is practicing on the sunnats of eating. Alhamdulillah, summa alhamdulillah. That's a tremendously great thing. Somebody is practicing on the sunnats of maybe uh, time of sleeping, upon waking up, the various sunnats to be practiced at that time. So somebody is practicing on it. Alhamdulillah, that's a very great thing. Every sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam is more valuable than this entire universe. But just as those are very important things to practice on and are Mubarak Sunnads, like in every other Amal, some A'mal are even more important than other A'mal. You get something that's Faruz, that something is Wajib, some Amal is Sunnad, then you get an Amal that is Mustahab, it's a Nafil act, so Somebody who looks down or trivializes a nafil, that this is a mustahab thing, just let it be, it doesn't matter. That's a very dangerous thing for one's iman. That's extremely dangerous. If one is not managing to practice on something presently, then that should be regarded as a deficiency. That should be regarded as my weakness. I'm not doing it. And then the hope that inshallah I'll practice on this also in future, and the effort for it as well, so that should never ever happen that we trivialize it. But it is clear that the rank of the mustahab act is not equivalent to the rank of the sunnah. And the sunnah is not equivalent in terms of its importance in the court of Allah Ta'ala in the sense that person would be taken to task for a sunnah mu'akkada or a wajib act that he did not perform. But he may not, may not be taken to task for a sunnat ghair mu'akkada. So now obviously those ranks differ. And then the rank of the farz is far beyond all the other a'mal. Because it's farz, Allah Ta'ala has made, made it compulsory. So while every sunnah is more valuable than this entire universe and very important. But there are some amal that have a greater position and rank like what Allah Ta'ala has made for us. So just as there is this different levels of amal among the sunnats of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam, there are also different sunnats, some which have an even greater importance and an even greater rank than other sunnats. Because of the priority and because of the importance that Rasulullah himself gave to it. So again, we should never get confused in this matter, we should never misunderstand it, that every sunnat is very important. And every sunnat we should try to be doing what we can, we should be making an effort, if we are not managing to practice something, regard it as our deficiency, we should be feeling sad about it, we should be feeling grieved, and be making dua, Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of that as well. 
But then as mentioned now, that there are certain sunnats which are of an even higher level. Now in the Quran Sharif, this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that say to them, فَاتَّبِعُونِي, follow me. So follow Rasulullah Wasallam in what? In something just on a selected note, something that just appeases us. Many a person is very conscious about what is sunnah to eat, at which time? When is it sunnah to eat something sweet and when is sunnah to eat something else? So that sunnah, mashallah, everybody finds that very, very sweet. We always want to know about that. And various foods that are sunnah, so mashallah, somebody who does this with that particular zeal, that's a tremendously great thing. That Nabi Wasallam used to eat a certain kind of food, so he's going to eat it as well. Mashallah, it's an excellent thing. But then he doesn't finish off there, he doesn't get confined to that. So there are sunnahs pertaining to the external self, there are also sunnahs pertaining to the internal self. Now it's obvious that the external self is also important. But if the external self is important, then the internal self is even more important. The external self, it has a point in time when the external self will come to an end. This body will one day rot in the grave. It will become the food of ants of the grave. But while a person is living in dunya, it's very important that he cares for his physical self too. And therefore, whatever sunnats pertain to the physical self are very important. But this physical self will one day perish in the grave. But the spiritual self, the ruh, the ruh doesn't perish. And it is through this physical self that the ruh will be adorned. O oh Allah forbid, will be destroyed. Meaning, not destroyed that you can kill the ruh, but destroyed in the sense that the benefit of it is destroyed. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid that this ruh becomes worthy of Jahannam. Now, through the physical self, meaning the a'mal that a person does, and how he conducts himself, what he speaks, what he listens to, what he looks at, and then through his heart, what he thinks, his mind, what he keeps in mind, what he ponders over, what he's feeding within his soul. So the heart is the gateway to the soul, the amal, the actions, the hands, the eyes, the feet, the ears, the tongue. These are all the gateways to the soul. The kind of things that a person will listen to, the kind of things that he will speak, he will see, all this will feed his soul, it will nourish his soul, if all this is nourishing, if it is good, he is reciting Quran Sharif, he is talking kind words, he is being compassionate, being kind, he is being merciful. He is doing things which will be of benefit to others. He is fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So now when he is doing all this, he is nourishing the soul. So the amal, with the, with the limbs, some amal was with the hand, some amal was with the eye, some amal was with the tongue, some amal was with the ear. But all these, mashallah, good amal, 
So all this is now nourishing the soul. And Allah forbid if it's the other way around, the person is looking at haram, the person is listening to haram, now the person is speaking haram, so all this is going to be damaging the soul, managing, damaging the spirituality of that soul. So now it's going to become lifeless, spiritually lifeless. And when something is spiritually lifeless, then disease sets in. <coughs> so now that I was supposed to be used to look at good, to look at the Quran Sharif, look at one's parents with love, look at what will benefit oneself and others, look at things that will become a means of benefiting in the Akhirat. But now when that soul became lifeless, then now this goes in the opposite direction. Because now it's being fed with haram. So haram is like a person, one is a person is eating, mashallah, very wholesome and nourishing food. So now that wholesome and nourishing food, that animal was slaughtered, mashallah, in a beautiful manner, in the correct manner, taking Allah Ta'ala's name, fulfilling all the adab and the sunnats of slaughter, then was cleaned out properly and cooked in a beautiful manner. And somebody who cooked it took Allah Ta'ala's name also while cooking it. And we involved in some zikr while cooking it and preparing it. So now it is halal also. And the way everything was done is tayyib as well. Now the person eats it. To start off with, it becomes a source of physical nourishment. It becomes a means of energy. It becomes a means of a person now getting that uh, health. So all this is because he ate wholesome nourishing food. And somebody went and ate something rotten. It was decaying food, smelly, rotten food he ate. Now, smelly, rotten food, to start off with, it's going to taste terrible. You're not even going to be able to feel any. It's going to be smelling and it's going to taste terrible. But now, person Allah knows best what overcame him, he still went and ate it also. So already his taste buds are all going to be completely in, in turmoil and then when it gets to his stomach it's going to make him totally sick so to make him sick he's going to start spewing he's going to start uh, what not's going to happen and then if that went too into his system that food poisoning went further down into his system Allah knows best what not can happen thereafter then he's going to become dehydrated because of he can't take anything then sometimes it becomes critical. Now, this was because he ate something that was decayed, it was rotten. Now, just as the stomach can tolerate something and be, be very, it can be benefited tremendously with something that's wholesome, something that's nourishing, and it will destroy the stomach if something decayed is put into it and then that from the stomach the whole body will get affected so likewise spiritually a person feeds the heart with spiritually nourishing food amal good actions good deeds being helpful being kind being compassionate <coughs> fulfilling the commands of allah ta'ala fulfilling the rights of the makhluk of allah ta'ala because this is what deen is all about. 
fulfilling the rights of Allah Ta'ala and fulfilling the rights of the creation of Allah Ta'ala. The rights of Khaliq and the rights of Makhluk. So now the person is doing that, then he is nourishing his soul. Then that soul will be very healthy. And there will be an inclination towards righteousness. There will be that energy and strength to do what is good. There won't be that lethargy and that laziness at the time of Salah. And there won't be that disinclination from Tilawat, from Zikr. There won't be all these other issues. And just as a healthy body is safe from disease. So now the various spiritual diseases, like the healthy body is safe from disease, the soul is healthy, it will be safe from all the spiritual diseases. So now the person will be, inshallah, very easily able to refrain from sin, will be very easily able to keep his heart clean of malice, of pride, of jealousy, all the other maladies of the heart. Why? Because the heart is spiritually healthy. But if that's not the case, the person is eating rotten food, so now he started putting rotten things into the system. Looking at haram, that's rotten totally smelly and decaying. We might say, but I can't smell anything. We may not smell it because of this is not related to physical smell. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that when a person lies, so now a lie is a major sin. A person lies, there's such a stench that comes out of his mouth as a result of that lie that the angels flee away, meaning the angels of Rahmat. The angels of Rahmat flee away to the distance of one mile because of that stench. Now the angels get that stench because they are of a different category, species. But insan doesn't get it. But the smell is there. Why it's there? Because this is a decayed thing. Lying is a very smelly thing. Extremely obnoxious odor it gives. But insan doesn't get it, but the angels get it. So now, like that, all these other wrong deeds, these sins, they have a terrible odor, they are rotten, and now the person is pushing this rotten thing within his system. Looking at haram, speaking evil, making ghibat, and listening to music, and listening to all kinds of other filth, and... So now when this is what's being pushed into the system, so the heart is in turmoil now. And then that heart is now spiritually dead. When spiritually dead, then the diseases all just set in. And now when the diseases set in, so a diseased body can't walk properly, can't talk, can't do anything of any benefit to anyone. So the diseased soul can't wake up for salah, a diseased soul, very hard to pick up the Quran Sharif. Person will read a whole novel in one night. Whole novel in one night. Thick novel, three, four hundred pages. And this is by people who themselves, Allah Ta'ala gave them tawfiq, they realize now what they are doing with their lives. So the person now is explaining, this is how I was passing my time. Passing my time, destroying my time. One night, overnight, read the whole novel. They can't wake up for Fajr namaz. So now, that heart that gets diseased, that soul that gets diseased can very easily pick that novel up but can't pick the Quran Sharif up. That 
soul that is diseased, it cannot be productive, cannot be helpful, cannot do good towards a'mal in terms of serving our Creator, serving our Khaliq, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, and neither can that soul move one in the, in the direction of being good to the makhluk either. We can't be good to the khaliq and we can't be good to the makhluk. Now such a person you'll find always looking for something to amuse themselves. Now they're troubling this person, troubling that person, causing some taklif to this person, causing some taklif to that person, finding, getting fun, getting enjoyment in causing hurt to others. Unfortunately, such a common thing, and this comes up from time to time, the student did this and the student did that, caused some hurt, it's deliberate, calculated hurt. Why? Because they will get some fun out of this. Now, did something where now somebody didn't know what was kept there, they sat and got hurt. Now, because they got hurt, somebody else found it amusing. Somebody else found it enjoying, uh, enjoyment out of it. Fuzail bin Ayaz, rahimahullah, very great personality. On one occasion, he advised the people and said that to ill-treat even a monkey. And then he went further and he said to ill-treat even a swine, a khinzir. The animal that is najisul ayn is completely najis. But he says if you give it undue so now it's Allah Ta'ala's creation, but Allah Ta'ala has made it totally haram, it's najisul ayn, if it's completely, every bit of it is najis. But even that najis animal, which is totally, every item of it is completely impure. But if somebody is going to harm that also, he's going to be accountable to Allah Ta'ala. So he's saying to, he, the advice is giving that you're not even permitted to harm a dog. You're not permitted to harm even a khinzir, a swine. And now you are harming insan, and you are harming a Muslim, and you are harming your parents, you are harming your teachers, you are harming your neighbors. So how are you going to, wait, what, what category you put yourself into? That it's haram and forbidden to even harm the dog and harm the khinzir also. And here you're harming insan, not insan, musalman, and not just any musalman, those who are close to you. Somebody who's your classmate now. So you're supposed to be respecting the person, supposed to be being kind to the person. That is a neighbor also, and the neighbor has rights. Now person finds fun in harming somebody. Now this is the furthest thing away from the sunnah of Rasulullah that a person gets fun in harming somebody. Rasulullah would be extremely pained about somebody else's difficulty. Somebody else is in some difficulty of any sort, this would be very painful for Rasulullah to see somebody else in difficulty. And this is endorsed in the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ Azizun anittum. That your difficulty is very hard upon him. Whatever difficulty anybody in the ummah had, this was a very great pain on the heart of Rasulullah Now that was his sunnah. Now this is coming to the point actually, what we were talking about, 
that mashallah the sunnah of eating also is very important the sunnah of dressing is also very important the sunnah of all the day to day things of life are very important but this is also a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sunnah in the sense that one is the terminology of sunnah which the fuqaha have established and categorized that this particular action is farz this is wajib this is sunnah this is mustahab nafil but sunnah in the terminology of the quran sharif is sunnah the way of life the manner now in that manner something will be farz something will be wajib something will be what the fuqaha term as sunnah something will be what is nafil and mustahab but in the terminology of the quran sharif and the hadith sharif all this is sunnah sunnah in the meaning that all this is part of the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam now something in that is categorized as farz and something in that is categorized as mustahab but in this sense of the usage of the word all this is sunnah now this is that sunnah that is being spoken about that while the eating and drinking sunnah is also very important this is super important this is on a farz level this sunnah is on a farz level in the sense that shirking in the sunnah will be a great sin now a person is causing taklif for others whether it is physical taklif whether it is mental by now mental taklif person now keeps taunting somebody keeps taunting someone says hurtful things says things that will break the next person's heart now break the person's heart obviously within the limits of shariat now something that is undue and now we are causing taklif for others saying things that are hurtful so what's going to be the end result of this so mashallah while we do get very interested about the mubarak seerah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that's an excellent thing but then what are we doing to translate those lessons into action now this is an extremely important sunnah sunnah again of a compulsory nature that we have to refrain from any taklif to anybody this is an extremely important aspect in a mu'min's life and we need to now reflect maybe don't go too far away maybe in the past week in the past week how much of taklif have i given to others it might be our classmates it might be sometimes our teachers our ustads our apas it might be our parents it might be our siblings it might be somebody else now let us think about it and then think deeply what i did was it right unfortunately this is what we have stopped doing pondering thinking reflecting that what i did was it right if my life suddenly goes now how will i answer for this will i be able to stand on the day of qiyama and give an answer for this what kind of answer are we going to give is this not shameful is this not something that's hurting the mubarak heart of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that this was his sunnah this was his way and i am deliberately opposing this auzubillah now this is what we have to reflect on how we are going to clean our hearts out 
how we are going to make our hearts and mold our hearts into that mold which is most concerned about what Rasulullah was concerned about. That this heart must be clean, the soul must be healthy, we must stay away from haram and sin, and we must become productive and constructive, we must not cause the cleave to others. This is what deen is all about. Deen is about saving ourselves from causing harm to others. So, we fulfill the rights of Allah Ta'ala, and fulfill the rights of the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. This is where the progress lies. So, mashallah, we should be learning about the seerat in detail, we should be learning, and this is, as mentioned, an ongoing thing. It's not something confined for any one, two days of the year. It's for every day. We should be trying to learn one new sunnah every day. Every day we should be trying to look within ourselves and see what, what sunnah I have to now learn to bring into my life. What I can practice more. And we'll only be able to do that if we've acquired that knowledge. We've acquainted ourselves with the sunnahs. MashaAllah, there's some very beautiful compilations, very easy, very small. On the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the beautiful kitab of our Shaykh Hazrat Mashaah Kimud Akhtar Sabrahmatullahi, beautiful, beloved sunnahs of the, uh, beautiful sunnahs of the beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There are various other compilations as well. We try to read from this. In fact, inshallah, our Maldimas will read to us one sunnah every day and revise the sunnah of the previous day as well. Inshallah, this too will be something that they will look into commencing. That every day we learn one sunnah and we try to revise it. Four days of the week, maybe we learn one sunnah each. The fifth day we revise it all again. And in this way, we try to start practicing more on the Mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah with that zeal, with that enthusiasm, that this is what's going to be bringing me closer to my beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And just as we will make an effort to bring into our lives the external sunnahs, even more important is to bring into our lives the internal sunnahs, the sunnahs that pertain to our hearts, the sunnahs of compassion and kindness, the sunnahs of wishing well for everybody, the sunnah of not having pride, not having arrogance, not having jealousy, not having malice. All this is part of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. We should sit down, think about this, reflect over it, and then make some decisions in our life. I'm not going to just carry on in this haphazard manner. How long I'm going to live like this? Life is so short. And it always has been short. It never was long for anybody. But the reality of this and how short it is, from time to time this becomes very apparent to us when suddenly we hear about somebody has gone and that person is our age. We might be 15, we might be 20, somebody 15 and 20 has gone. How often this is happening? And somebody wasn't even sick sometime before. Just suddenly just got sick and passed away. Oh, there wasn't even any sickness, some other thing happened, some accident took place, whatever happened, suddenly the person is gone. What ibrath have we taken from this? What lesson have we taken? The lesson we've taken is that, well, this happened to him, and won't happen to me, and I still got another 50 years to live, then we've learned no lesson. We have to take the lesson that just as this person suddenly went, I could suddenly be gone. Allah knows best when our time is up. 
but it could just be sudden and it could be any time so now to prepare for that to make toba to cleanse our hearts out to beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and to make an effort to correct ourselves to ask the advice and to learn to correct ourselves in this way we will progress our dunya also will become successful and most importantly our akhirat will become successful Allah tabarak wa ta'ala except one and all Allah ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq of purifying our hearts rectifying ourselves and adorn us with the mubarak sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa externally as well internally as well wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi sana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik Allah la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum wa'anat al-wujuhu lil-hayyil al-qayyum ya ahadan samadan lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu rabbana ghalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin rabbi ghfir warham wa'fu wa takarram wa tajawaz amma ta'lam إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله